Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, July the 21st. As we come off a Phillies loss last night in New York to the Yankees and a disappointing loss to the Yankees uh, for a number of reasons. I think the biggest of them that they're playing what seemed like a JV Yankee squad out there, you know, uh, a lot of the Yankees regulars not in the lineup and the Phillies unable to capitalize as they were handled. A 6-4 to four loss to the Yankees. We'll dive into it all. As the Phillies do luckily remain two and a half behind the Mets. The Mets lose yesterday as well, so still only two and a half back. However, Atlanta wins. They gain a game on the Phillies. They are now only one back of the Phillies, two and a half back, three and a half back of the Mets, one back of the Phillies, and the Nats also winning uh, are only uh, two and a half back of the Phillies. They're five back of the Mets right now. So uh, a frustrating loss because it felt like a winnable game, and I think you know the b- biggest reason why it was frustrating is Aaron Nola. Let's get to last night's game as, uh, you know, it was a frustrating one. It really was. As, again, it felt like a game the Phillies had a real chance to win. The Phillies get out early. Reese Hoskins, a homer in the second, makes it one to nothing. You're feeling good. And then Nola gives it right back, 1-1. Then the Phillies take another lead in the fourth. A clutch run. Ronnie Torres, big RBI double, 2-1. You're feeling good. And then just an inning later, the bottom of the fifth and Aaron Nola Nola's. Now, to be fair... There was an error in here. Didi made a mistake trying to uh, so so one out liner one out runner on third liner right to Didi makes a nice catch, and Torres is hustling to get to the bag as you know liner wasn't waiting on third, and uh, Didi just makes a bad throw. Now Torres I think it was theoretically catchable if he wasn't trying to get his foot on the bag. He wasn't turning. He wasn't looking like it was not. Uh, Awful, horrendous throw, but it was a bad throw, and you got to make a better throw in that spot. It gets away, the run scores. So not only could that theoretically have ended the inning, but it probably wouldn't have. I think the runner would have been safe at third no matter what. Allen would have been safe at third no matter what. But uh, the next two batters, uh, Brett Gardner, home run, and then a batter later, Gary Sanchez, home run. And it was 4-2. to two. And then Mike Stanton homers in the seventh, and it's... More or less over. The Phillies would, would fight. You know, it was nice to see. They put one up in the eighth, give one up in the eighth. McCutcheon homer in the ninth, but that was all she wrote. 
is the Phillies just unable to get the job done. You know, and it did look. They didn't uh, uh, cave. They they did fight back. They stayed in it, but just unable to get enough going offensively to make it happen. A scattered day offensively for them. No real power outside of the uh, the homer, uh, the solo homers, which which was a problem. Didi goes over five. It was a rough, rough night for Didi. Harper two for four. A couple hits in there, but a couple hits for Ronnie. Obviously the home run for Hoskins, but on the whole, not a lot of offensive production. But more importantly, Aaron Nola. I mean, Nola ends up going five and a third, four earned, seven hits, one walk, five strikeouts. Those two home runs. Now. ERA up to four six four now. He's four five three. It's four six four. Aaron Knowles ERA is four six four. All right. So first and foremost, the fact that when you have a bullpen game coming today, and you know that last night because you know that Zach Eflin got hurt. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Eflin injury, and we'll talk about the other issue with the bullpen game today. Bailey Falter on the COVID IL. We'll get to that. But when you're Aaron Nola. And you're taking the L for that game. Knowing. Knowing. That your team has a bullpen game the next day. And is in the midst of playing straight through the trade deadline. You know, game, no no breaks. 20 straight games or whatever the run is. You're in the middle of it. You've just begun it. Saving bullpen arms is... About as paramount as anything could be right now in terms of, of last night's baseball game. And you're, obviously, we're not going to call Aaron Nolan ace. We all know he's not an ace at this point. I mean, question answered, right? Um, Zach Wheeler's an ace. Aaron Nola, definitively not an ace. But, you know, you expect Aaron Nola, a guy of his pedigree, a guy of his talent, a guy who's done what he's done here, to go out last night and at least give you six, right? At least. I mean, in reality, you want seven from Nola last night. You need. Want isn't even the right term. You need seven from Nola last night. You need that dude to show up for you. You need it. And again. Again. Dude doesn't doesn't show up. Dude comes up small. Again. It is, honestly, like, I'm at the point, honestly... Where in a big spot of any kind, you know, any spot where you feel like you need a win or you need innings or whatever, I am at the spot where I expect Aaron Nola to come up small. I do. I don't expect him to come through. I really don't. Last night, I knew he was going to throw like five innings. It just felt like what was going to happen. And five not good innings. It's a real problem for this team. We talked about it a lot heading into the... You know, during the All-Star break and all that, the players, the pivot point players, the X-Factor players, the players whose, if they can turn their season around and play to close even the back of their baseball card, I'm not even saying you got to get to the back of the baseball card, but play to their established levels of play could make a massive difference for this team in the second half, and the number one guy is Aaron Nola, as we talked about. The number one guy, and now it's up to 464, but it was a 453 area at the break. 454, somewhere in that range. It's like if Aaron Nola can be the the even a mid threes guy, a run better, what a difference that makes. And obviously we know that he can be better than that. But yet again, 
another spot where Enola comes up small. Just a massive disappointment. Just, and that's not even talking about, you know, the whole COVID thing, which we'll get more into with the Fulcher thing, but that's a disappointment too. The fact that Aranola missed a start, the fact that Aranola could have to miss starts in the future, and the fact that Aranola just has not been great. He's not been good. Rephrase. Aranola's been bad this season. He's got a 4 6 4 ERA. 4 6 4. It's real bad. Uh, I honestly, I don't. I don't know if Noel's going to turn around this season. You know, I the Phillies need him to turn around this season. They're a different team if he can be right there beside Wheeler as a as your two, a high end two. Which you know, again, knowing what Noel has done in the past, I think it's not a crazy thing to say. Watching this season, it's a crazy thing to say. This season, it's like no way. But knowing Aaron Nola, we know that he could be a two. We argued if he was a one or not. But man, I just... Look, I know that guys can turn things around pretty quickly. That sometimes it's about a a tiny little mechanical change or a grip on the ball change or whatever, and then all of a sudden you can rattle off 10 straight great starts or whatever. It happens. I just... I don't believe in Aaron Nola right now. He needs to earn that back. I don't feel hopeful or excited when Aaron Nola takes the hill anymore. I don't think, oh, we got Nola going. We got a good shot today. I don't think that anymore. I think, oh, I hope Nola doesn't suck today. That's my first thought when I'm thinking about Nola. Ah, oh, I hope he can go seven. I hope he can go six. That'd be cool. What a miracle it would be if he went six. It's a shame. That's where we're at with Aaron Nola. He is a disappointment across the board this year. A massive disappointment. We saw it again last night in a game where, again, if nothing else, even if you're not going to go out and twirl the gem that your team needs, right? Even if you're not going to go out and really put the team on your back, I just need you to give me six-plus innings. I'm asking for a real small amount from you, Aaron Nola. On a day where you got a bullpen game coming up the next day, and you're in the middle, or the beginning, I should say, of a long stretch of baseball without a day off. I need more from Aaron Nola. I need that guy to give me something. Something. Man, I'm just, I'm so disappointed in Aaron Nola. Top to bottom. Most disappointing Philly this season. And it's not close. Look, Alec Bohm's certainly on the list. You know, you could, I'm sure we could find some other names to throw into the hopper. I don't think people had uh, any high hopes for Vinny Velasquez. I don't think people thought Matt Moore is going to come in and change the team. I thought Aaron Nola would be good. Just good. We're not even talking about being great. Aaron Nola, the biggest disappointment on this Phillies team, flat out. Isn't even close. He is the disappointment of the year so far on multiple levels. But, but first and foremost, the way that guy's pitched, just a disappointment. And, and, Zero rising to the occasion. Zero. Honestly, I think Nola's better when there's there's no pressure, there's nothing going on, because he certainly isn't good when the pressure's on. Just needed six from you last night, buddy. God, what a bummer. Going to that game, you're like, Nola against this JV Yankees lineup. Nola against a bunch of guys most people haven't even heard of. I mean, this is the Yankees lineup from last night. The vaunted Yankees lineup. Brett Gardner, 1,000 years old. He's batting 191 on the season. 
Stanton in the two-hole, fine. Roofned Odor in the three-hole. A guy was picked up off waivers, Roofned Odor. Gary Sanchez, you know, good hitting catcher, power-wise in the, the four-hole. is only batting 220 on the air, but he's been hot. Uh, Torres, Glaber in the five-hole. He's been hitting better, but still batting 241 on the season. Then listen to this for foursome to end the lineup. Rob Brantley, Greg Allen, E. Florial, and Tyler Wade. Esteban Florial, I believe. I'm not even sure. I'm looking it up. Estevan. Excuse me. Sorry, Estevan, for getting your name wrong. I'd never heard of you before last night. I'd never heard of the guy. I watch a lot of baseball. And that's on me. He's batting 333, so I should probably uh, have a better view of that. Well, to be fair, he was one for three last night. Oh, so there you go. He's two for six on the season. So that's good. No wonder I've never heard of him. I just that lineup. I mean, you got a bottom of, of, of Brantley and Wade and Florial and Greg Allen. Come on, man. Just a horrible Aaron Nola showing. A horrible showing. Really, truly, against that lineup, the fact the guy couldn't go six innings, the, guy, the fact the guy gave up four runs of five and a third is embarrassing. Aaron Nola should be embarrassed with the way he's pitched. He should. He should be embarrassed with his performance so far this season. I really, I really feel that way. All right. Some other stuff on the pitching front. And another reason it's that much worse that Aaron Nola couldn't get through freaking six innings or more last night is the Phillies have gotten hit by some injuries. The big one, Zach Eflin, prior to the game, announced right patella tendonitis, an injury Eflin has had in the past. Um, it seems like they're optimistic. It shouldn't keep him out too long. Um, but no Zach Eflin. Not good, right? I mean, Wheeler, obviously, great. But then if you take Eflin out of this rotation, Nola stinks. Matt Moore's Matt Moore. Vincent Velasquez, Vince Velasquez. Like, uh-oh, buddy. Uh-oh. Who's starting these games? We've got a bullpen one coming up. Like, they need to make a move at this point. I mean, not good. It's not good. It's a bad spot right now. Losing Zach Eflin right now is not good for this Phillies team. You need more guys you can count on. And Eflin obviously started the second half rough, and I think probably a, a sign that he was hurt. But, you know, Eflin's been the second-best pitcher on the team this year, flat out. He's been better than Nola without question. Numbers-wise, performance-wise, eye-test-wise, all of it. He's been better. Losing Eflin's going to hurt. You really got to hope this is a quick one. This is a 10-week, 10-day, 2-week, rest him up, get him ready for the stretch run type thing. But, again, not only is Eflin getting hurt now an issue for, for the team, but, again, it's the timing, as we've talked about many a time, the most important stretch of baseball until September. This is it. This is what makes Dave Dombrowski go out and add. Losing Eflin right now is tough. It's a tough spot for this team. And when you add it into all the stuff going on, we'll get to falter in a second. It's, it's a problem. Like, this team is not protected in a number of ways. And they're, again, that's what we keep coming back to. The reason for excitement that we've been feeling with the recent good play prior to last night, the 10 of 14, the four straight series wins, all that type of stuff. One of the big tenets of that hope is that everyone was back, is that this team was healthy. The biggest problem with this team all season long 
And if you've listened to this show, you know I've said it for a while. Depth. Organizational depth. The problem with this team is not the starters. It's when the starters go down. It's getting through the gauntlet of a 162-game marathon season and coming through the end at the top of the division. And this team can't afford injuries. They can't afford it. They don't have any depth. Again, like, who are we talking about starting now? Who? Who's replacing Zach Eflin in the rotation? Matt Moore and Vince Velasquez are already in the rotation still. I mean, how much have we joked about those guys this year? How much have we talked about, well, at least they won't be all, you know, the season didn't even start with Vince Velasquez in the rotation. We all remember Chase Anderson, right? And now you lose Eflin? Not good. I mean, not good. Again, I'm not going to freak out and say season over or anything like that, but it's a bad spot for the Phillies. Like, they they are not a team that is well-equipped to, to deal with injuries. They're just not. And losing Eflin, your second-best pitcher, one of the two guys you've been able to count on for the most part, is a big blow. And you need him back soon. And then, when you add in Bailey Falter back to the COVID IL, I mean, that's a crusher right now. Billy Fulter would have started tonight. It's a bullpen game. If not started, pitched a large chunk of innings. That's a real kick in the junk for this team. Losing Fulter now is, is about the worst time you can lose the guy. Again, who's starting? Who's pitching? Who's your long man? How are you getting through these baseball games? Oh, by the way, the most important games of the season... And it all has a domino effect because it's not just that Billy Fulter can't start this game. It's, he can't give you three innings, four innings, whatever he would have given you in this game. It's also that you got to get through this bullpen game. Then you have Matt Moore starting tomorrow. Then you have Vince Velasquez starting. You know? Right? How do you navigate that? How do you survive that? This is a bullpen that's already going to be used a lot over the next 20 days, 20 games, whatever it is without without a break. And then you got to add all these factors. No Eflin, Billy Falter out, Nola stinking, Matt Moore and Velasquez starting games. Like, this is going to be a gauntlet. I, I honestly don't know how this team's going to make it through this year. Like, this is going to be smoke and mirrors, piece it together, find a way to hang on to some of these games. It could get ugly. And again, these are the most important games of the season here. You got the Braves and the Nats. Eight of them coming up at home. Now they're going to have to slug their way through it. I don't think there's any question. We've talked a lot about how important the offense is to this team having any sort of chance. Well, hello. Hello, boys. It's your time to shine because they're going to give up some runs. Man, it's just they're in a bad spot with this bullpen thing and the, the wear and tear and the tired. And look again, like, the COVID thing rearing its ugly head yet again. Bailey Falter, COVID IL. JD Hammer, COVID IL. Two relievers. Falter, a key man for this team right now where they're at. A guy you could really friggin' use. And we all know Marcus Hayes' story from a couple days ago. The Phillies, half the team's friggin' vaccinated. Half the team! It's embarrassing! Look, whatever your opinion is on, on vaccination and all that, like, 
whatever. I get it. Everyone has their own own beliefs and opinions and stuff. But but these are Major League Baseball players who make millions and millions and millions of dollars to go out and play a sport. And there are millions upon millions of fans who spend their hard-earned money on tickets, on merchandise, on this, on that, on whatever, to support them and ultimately, in a roundabout way, pay their salary, right? And you guys are missing important games? And Aaron Nola makes like $12 million this year. He's already missed one start. What if he misses more? Two, three, four. I mean, think about how much, like hundreds of thousands of dollars that is per start that you're not getting, right? That's an issue. That's an issue. And again, look, I people are going to do what they're going to do with this, but... I'm allowed to be annoyed with my team that I have to lose guys because of this. When there is a vaccine there, when there is a way that they could not have to miss time, that they could be able to stay on the field. Instead, I lose Nola for a start. I've lost Alec Bohm for 10 days. I lose freaking Bailey Folter at the time I need him the most. That's a problem. And honestly, as we move forward towards this trade deadline, I don't see how the team doesn't take that into account when they're making moves. I don't. Would you go all in for a team you know could could lose a bunch of players because of an outbreak at the worst time? I don't know. I mean, look, maybe you don't not make a move just because of that, but it's certainly a factor, right? It's certainly one of the, the check marks that you check off when you're going through and talking about your team and how ready they are for you to buy in. Because ultimately, that's the, the situation right now for Dave Dombrowski and, and the front office and the ownership group is, is hey... What can we do with this? Like, how close is this team? What are the scenarios? Let's play this out. How can this season end? And how important is it to us to make the playoffs? How important is it to compete in the playoffs? And how important is it to potentially mortgage some of the future to do all that? Like, it's all a very complicated rubric of of pros and cons. And being at 50% vaccination as a team and knowing that an outbreak at any time, according to Marcus Hayes in that article, it said that, you know, Philly's management is distraught over this. Well, then, yeah, you're damn right that that is going to be in the con, the con aisle, the con, like, it's going to be. How do you not take it into account? If you're making a massive trade for the future of this franchise, for the now of this franchise, we're talking about a billion dollar franchise, whatever. How do you not take everything into account? You have to, right? You have to take everything into account. You have to look at it the whole situation and say, all right, let's put all these things together. We got this and this, this, you got to look at it all. And this has to be part of the discussion in a negative way for Fold and Dombrowski. Like they have to look at it and be like, Hey, you know, what if we go all in on this team? And then in uh, late September, the, the, these six guys are out because of it. I don't know. It's a precarious spot. The Phillies are in a precarious spot right now. As much as, we should be excited. They're two and a half back with a great stretch of baseball coming up and a real chance to catch a, you know, could implode at any minute type Mets team. You know, it's it's there. It's there for the taking. That is reason to be excited. But the Phillies have to go take it. And they have to be able to take it. And there are a lot of roadblocks that the Phillies keep putting in their own way. That compared to other teams, the Phillies are, have more roadblocks in the way to get there. So, it's a precarious time. Big game tonight. 
like they need a big game. They need the offense to show up. As we know, again, a uh, the uh, pitching probably won't. I mean, it's a bullpen game, so less than ideal. Less than ideal. So th- there is a chance now they move Matt Moore up and start Matt Moore tonight and go with a bullpen game on Thursday against Atlanta, one or the other. Of course, they're going up against Max Fried on Thursday, so not great. Um, but going up against Wojciechowski tonight, so that's a potential winning matchup. Either way, whether it's more a bullpen game, um, you need more to give you some innings if he's going to start because otherwise it's a pseudo-bullpen game anyway. One of the next two will be a bullpen game. One of the next two will be more than it'll be Velasquez-Wheeler. Um, but losing Eflin hurts. Losing Eflin hurts and not being able to rely on Nola hurts. So, like I said, it's time for the bats to show up. And they've been showing up, but, you know, we talk about the bats carrying this team like, welcome to the moment. Welcome to the exact time when we said, hey, guess what? We wanted you to carry the team before. Now we need you to carry this team. What's that? They got to carry the team. It's on the offense. Fingers crossed. Again, and look, the other teams have injuries. This is not, we're we're very micro on the Phillies and stuff. And I'm not saying, whoa, what's over? They're screwed. But but they're in a precarious spot. and, And this is the time where they have to grab it. So guys need to step up. Bryce Harper, step up. JT Romito, step up. Alec Boehm, step up when you get back. Reese Hoskins, step up. Didi, step up. Like, this is it. This is the time, boys. Let's see if they can do it. Big, big one tonight. Fingers crossed they can come out of New York with a bit better. So, look, if they take one and two New York, that's fine. That's all you need. Just split the series there, come home, win the series against the Braves. So, let's go, Phils. Either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So, until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.